Welcome to the Nerdist Podcast number 735. The Fun Comfortable Tour is in full swing. I feel like touring just never stops, but this is the Fun Comfortable Tour. Uh, just had some amazing shows in Texas, and this weekend we'll be in Buffalo, uh, New York, and also Toronto as part of JFL 42. Go to funcomfortabletour.com for tickets and info. Let's go to the Nerdist Community Corkboard. This is from a listener who didn't write their name. Since Chris digs bowling, I'd like to share our 19th annual strikeout against cancer bowlathon. Proceeds go to Women Care, a community nonprofit organization that provides free cancer support services to women and their families in Santa Cruz County and surrounding areas. For more info, go to strikeoutagainstcancer.org. Also, Will Bolt and Genevieve Mueller write Hey, we're comics who've had more than a few run ins with death. On our Dead Things podcast, we talk about and try to find the humor in people dying. We have guests on Ben Cronberg, Adam Todd Brown, uh, and talk about their experiences with death, sometimes dwelling in dark areas, but always finding the humor and humanity into it. We also do a recap of the week in death. Here's a link to the podcast, soundcloud.com slash deadthingscomedy. Uh, if you listen to the Paul Rudd podcast, you know that uh, we, I assume, would both support this. This episode is Felicia Day, my dear, 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 dear friend whom I adore. She's promoting her book, You're Never Weird on the Internet, Almost, available now wherever books are sold. Of course, Geek and Sundry, which is something else that uh, you should go enjoy. But Felicia is is constantly inspiring to me as someone who... Uh, just picks up and makes stuff. She just, she is just, she has made her career, and she deserves every good thing that happens to her. So, uh, I'm, I'm lucky to have her as a friend, and as, again, as I said, I'm constantly inspired by, by the work that she does. So, uh, she's back on the podcast. Here's Nerd's podcast number seven thirty five. Felicia Day returns as Katie rolls the thing. Now entering Nerdist.com. Literally nothing you can do to pay me to live there or anywhere with snow. It's a problem. I've been watching a lot of House Hunters International. Because oh, my God, the best. I want to be an expat. It's in my future. You I think just... you're going to move to, like, Bulgaria and find one of those apartments that uh, doesn't have any plumbing or anything yes. in it? Any, any appliances? It's, it's charming. You can make yeah. do without a dishwasher. Why is, would you need one? It's not even that. It's just that they'll march them into these apartments that look like caves, <laughs> literal caves. Yes. And, then, and, then, and then somehow... It's unfinished. Yeah, it's, it's, it's barely started. Like, <laughs> it, it, or it was finished a long time yes. ago, like de- like centuries and then the and then you know it cuts to like three months later and it looks it basically it looks like a fucking like Wayfair.com yes, catalog exactly and I'm always suspicious I've heard rumors that they won't feature somebody unless they've already put in and accepted the bid on one of the apartments oh right so it's a total fake I mean That's it is it is television you know they got to make sure that they don't. Because then, you know, if they spend all the time and money following a couple around and they don't find anything, then no, you're right. It's a, a good point. Of, yeah. But I'm always like, I always pick the one they should have been in, and it's never. Yeah, I mean, I, I think, have a very low batting average. I think you just have to you just have to watch all television the way that you watch like Law and Order and go, okay, well, this person didn't really commit this crime. You know what I mean? Like you have to you have to suspend your disbelief for pretty much all of all of television. I mean, they do decorate really well, and I'm like, wow, that would be really nice to have a modern table and not one of my cats. <laughs> primary, I have a beautiful dining room table that is only my cat's dining room. You know, I think I think only the, my cats eat on it. I think the couple. I think the the people on HGTV that actually. Uh, the, the design aesthetic that I think is closest to 
kind of the stuff that I like is the show Fixer Upper. Where <laughs> yes, the the couple. Yeah, is she not like I want to? I want. She's be rad, that and couple. he's really funny. Yes, Chip Gaines, Gaines, Chip, right? Joanna, yes. like they're fucking awesome. She's amazing. She's a little bit too much with the hanging an antique window on the wall. But other than that, <laughs> you know, there is there is one there is one like oh, vintage God. aesthetic that I that I wouldn't really have in my house, which is like. Uh, the old the the old uh, sign letter with the yes, oh, with no, the no. Edison bulbs in no, it. No, like it's that, terrible. That, but, yeah, like sex, but, oh, but X. You never know what it is. You never know what the first letter was going to be. But I think they do a really good job of like, oh, we found this old piece of wood, so we turn it into the kitchen. And island. and it doesn't look like if you were in that house, you, you like it's it's good for the camera, but you poke it and it falls over. Yeah, but the. Uh, um, What's the other one? There's another one that I really oh oh f- fix it or flip it or which uh well there's it love or- it or list it and love then there's it or list and then there's flip it. or flop flip, flip or flop is the Orange County couple oh those are the okay they're the worst Tarek and Christina admit it you would not want to have dinner with them <laughs> I don't know I, I would what? you you know maybe I I feel like I I would want to have dinner with all of them just to find out what they're like maybe they're really really nice their child is adorable adorable it's just he the pro- my problem with that show is not the people so much I mean they're not my kind of people necessarily she definitely looks like a girl who would really hate me in high school but (laughs) but it's the the formula of that is a little bit stronger in that she oh it's always like he's always like oh no it's there's there's the electricity needs to be redone i'm like dude you knew it you knew (laughs) you have to know that if you're if a lot of times if you're buying a house at an auction site unseen or, or if you're walking into if you're walking into something that's falling down and you're like, I can't believe it's only three hundred grand in this neighborhood. Yeah, you have or, to know that there are probably animals in the walls. Or, <laughs> to, but that's part of the drama. Like they know, I'm sure they know, but they have to play that out as the arc of the story. It's no, all- you're true. No, but the problem is with me is that I only watch those shows when I'm on the road. And when I'm on the road, I just want to go to bed at seven. Yeah. So I watch four and a half hours of the same show in a row. Over and over and over and again. And then yeah. you're like, oh, I see where they're going. When it, in fact, it's really me who should have turned the TV off two hours. Now, Love It or Listed is the show with the Canadian hosts where oh, I it's, like that it's one. the British lady and then the She's and then the very bald high guy. Strung. She's very high strung. But I yelled at the TV the other day because they were they were going to remodel this couple's house to see if they would love it and this insane woman they had a two story they had a townhouse and there was only one bathroom on the main floor. The bedrooms and everything were upstairs. Yeah. And the woman was like, I want an open floor plan. Let's take out the bathroom. And she and the and the bridge was like, You can't remove a bathroom. Do you know what that does? And she's like, I don't care. <gasps> I want an open floor plan. And I was like, You idiot! <laughs> idiot. You, you don't remove a bathroom from your main floor. She's like, if people want to go to the bathroom, they can walk to the top of the stairs. Like, what, what are you thinking? Oh, you're an idiot. Did they do it? Yes, they had oh, to my because God. that's what the couple wanted. No. No. I, that was one where I kind of I wish it had resolved where it was like, and then their lives fell apart after this incredibly <laughs> poor decision to remove a bathroom. <laughs> well, I, th- I think- shortly after they divorced, you know, like it just it just felt like that was such a dumb and I really and I, bad. And I felt like, oh my god, this couple's lives is full of is full of those types of decisions where you're like, why would you do that? If you followed them in the reality series, you yeah. would, one after another, it's fine. Put two put two eggs in. It's yeah. I can handle triplets or extra, yeah. Let's uh, let, whatever let, that. Let, Made no let, sense. Let, let's let's remove let's just let's just remove the garage completely. <laughs> in place of what? Nothing. I just don't want a garage there. Why would you do that? I'll just do an Ashley Madison account with my uh, my work email. Walk to work if you want to. <laughs> yeah, it was uh so I, I do get frustrated with What the, about with tiny houses? 
That like show, that, that piss, tiny houses pisses me off. Well, there's one. Okay, there's Live Tiny or something like that. There's there's House Hunters uh, Tiny House Edition. Which... I, I like the one where the the purchaser actually is involved with the design yes. and sometimes construction of it because at least I feel like they're doing something about it. But when it's just we're gonna live in a tiny house. They must be coached. I'll walk in and go, oh, there's not enough space. It's like, little... oh, you're fucking kidding me. It's called Tiny Houses. Are you kidding? The one that I literally was like, I can't watch the show anymore is when they were like, my requirements are, it's got to fit my king size bed. I need a bath. <laughs> I need a bathtub. And I'm like, what are you signing up for? Or, or, or the one who, the woman who did huge horse paintings. Like, I'm not kidding. Like five feet by two feet, three, four feet. And she's like, not enough wall space for my art. I'm like, bitch, yeah. you're going to get one on the wall. <laughs> if you're lucky, you'll have an inch of wall. You're moving into something the size of a double-decker minivan. Exactly. Why don't you start painting smaller, woman? You know, but there was one There was uh. one really cool couple that bought an old school bus, and they and they themselves, like, did all the work and modded it. And at least I can respect that from a crafty person, you know? Yeah, like, that's As cool. opposed to people who are, who are you know, who want to just live in a tiny thing. Because, look, okay, fine. I understand it's cheaper to live in a $25,000 dwelling than a $400,000 dwelling, but Got I feel it. like some of them are doing it for hipster reasons, and that's oh, what irritates no, me. No, there was one episode that this girl was looking for a tiny house, and she was a sound therapist from L.A., and I'm like, I, I swear to God, I've seen her at Real Food Daily. I swear <laughs> to God. And she was way, you know, she was the kind of girl who looks like she's, you know, a popular hippie, you know what I'm saying? Right, like, she's right, like, right. look at my drapes. It's, you know, very free people. So, <laughs> and she... <laughs> I totally get what you're, I get that reference. Thank you. I'm, I'm, I'm paying. It's like trust fund, trustafari. Like yes. I'm, I'm paying <laughs> to look like I don't give a shit. I'm paying to look. Hot hippie, which is an eight hundred dollar. Yeah, that is a great label, but I would never be able to afford it. And I guess you know some other hippie woman who could spend a thousand dollars on a blast could do that. But yeah. um, she ended up living in a tent because she didn't want a kitchen inside. Oh, she had a principle. She's like, I just don't want a kitchen in the space. And I'm like, Are you kidding? She wants to live in. She ended up living in the Hollywood Hills in a tent. Yeah, that's that's a little much. I know. I hated her. So I, let's I, it, let's hire her and sh- and like maybe just play symbols. <laughs> I Sound like the therapist. Ones, I like the ones when they're in Hawaii and and they have to debate, you know, like how much money they can spend versus how willing they are to live in like an in an active volcano zone. <laughs> Where they're like where they're literally like there's a house and there there's it's it's five feet from from like a lava flow. Who are like, you? Are you pro lava flow? I'm anti lava okay. flow. I mean, it's like it's dangerous. There's noxious gases. You know, like if if it if it if it seeps in the wrong direction, you're fucked. I mean, like okay. you can't. There's no you can't fight back a lava flow. That is one thing you cannot fight. You cannot fight a lava flow. It is impossible to fight a lava flow. So, uh, it, it, but some of them, it's you know, it's like making that decision of you know what zone can we live in to fit our budgets? <laughs> How close can we? And it's usually between. And, and I've I've done a, a scientific study. They never, rarely do they go for the over budget one. You know, they'll, right. o- they'll often go with the under budget unless it only has like a shower stall that's one by one foot. You that's know? right. Then you're not going to do it. But other than that, they I, in general the rule is nobody ever goes over budget and they shows i i do enjoy watching people try to make horrible things sound or like sound <laughs> sound really good oh that's clever the shower is a hose out back you know what i mean like they because they everyone's a terrible actor and then there's <laughs> island hunters which has this host and i feel like his name is ryan or something but i haven't seen island hunters that could be my next one so. island hunters is really interesting because 
you know, a lot, a lot. They shoot, they shoot a chunk of them in Canada. These, 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 these island colonies, and they just find an island. There was some, some old house that someone built on an island at some point, and then you know, it's a lot of it is debating whether or not you can get electric and water, or you, or if you have to bare minimum, or you just need to poop in the woods. If you need to poop in the woods, yeah, <laughs> but they'd be your woods, like you own the woods. That's true. So you get like an acre island, you know, and then you could just live on an island, but then you're there. I mean, you know, it's like it's a. It's a little bit of a. It's a commitment. It's a you're commitment. not going down to Starbucks. Every no, 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 no. You're not just popping in for for coffee. Well, I love the you know the general dynamic in these things is, and I would say especially when people start to have kids, which as a woman makes me afraid. Like, am I going to be that woman? Because it's usually the man's the dreamer. And he's got the dream. We want to be an expat. We want to have a farm. We want to have a goat. And they're just like, no, honey, we actually need to have a room for the child. I know. And I'm like. We love watching those because Lydia almost always points out like, look how miserable the wife looks. (laughs) Look how upset she is by this whole process. And the guy's like, this is going to be great. We're We're going to get a fresh start. She's like, I, you know, we could have just moved across town. We could have just moved to the other side of Philadelphia, you know. (laughs) But it's never the girl's dream. And I'm like, what is that about? Because it's my dream. Yeah, that's the. I'm like, am I a guy? What is going no, on? No, you could just. You, I think you just need to drag some dude into the middle of Europe and be like, "Shut up! This is your home now." Shut up! We're squatting. It's Bulgaria, <laughs> Pravda or Pravda, whatever. It, ma- it makes me realize though that uh, th- there's a lot of places around the world that I'm like, oh, I would totally live there. That's what, what okay. Where would you move? Like, where would be your scenario of like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna take six months off. I'm going to take a year off and I want to live somewhere. Where is the most attractive that you've seen? Probably on House Hunters. I would, oh, on House Hunters? Well, no, anywhere. Anywhere in your, but particularly as pertains to shopping and God. seeing the apartments. And- you know, there, there, there's some really old parts of Italy that seem really cool. Oh, I, Tuscany. But, um, you know, I, normally, before I think I would have said London, but I feel like that's an easy choice because it's a city, but I mean, it's a big, it's, it's a big city that's, yeah. you know, but, uh, you know, I honestly, when I went to when I went to Austria over the summer, there were Vienna's you know, so pretty. Vienna's pretty, but Salzburg is is just like is endlessly charming. Really, it's a wonderful town. You like a oompa band? It was like a little oompa, but but it's <laughs> you know it's a, it's just a small little town. There's a river that runs right through the middle of town. Everything's right there. It's charming and gorgeous and historical. And, yeah. And uh, and there's this you know there's this like ominous castle that that sits at the top of a hill and just sort of looms over everything. It's, you had a thing for the Swiss Miss girl. I did. I the, yeah. So basically. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> Heidi. Yeah, I just want—I <laughs> just want to shoot some marshmallows into your uh, <laughs> into your chocolate. Your hot chocolate. You, you see where that was going. It was good. Yeah, I yeah. loved it. If I want to put my dick in your butt. All right. Okay. Fine. Let's just get it right out. I want to put my dick in your butt. My ejaculate was the marshmallow, and that the hot chocolate was your hot steaming anus. Like it, we get it. We get. It. I'm sorry. Salzburg can't wait to o- welcome you with open arms. <laughs> also, that's Swiss. That's not. <laughs> oh, okay. But I also. But yes. Uh, great. I'm a Nordic racist. <laughs> I'm sorry. Germanic. That's even worse. It's not even Nordic. <laughs> all white people look alike, Felicia. Oh, we get God. it. We all look alike. I have okay? blonde blindness. I'm we, sorry. Totally, we totally get it. <laughs> <laughs> if I were going to pick one place, um, I have two places that have been in the world that I would want to live, and Barcelona is one of them. Uh-huh. Um, Barcelona. 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 Only because I love narrow, creepy high streets, and I like the idea. It's kind of like a, a Skyrim city. Yes. And it, everything's very close together. Um, I also I was there and um, I, I saw a real prostitute. Like, like not that I haven't seen a prostitute before. <laughs> oh my, you're so worldly. I know, you guys. A I've real prostitute. Seen a sex worker. Got it. And I could tell. She, I, I'd seen her right outside the hotel a couple times. 
be, and I, I noticed her because she really penciled on her eyebrows and had no eyebrows and it was only pencil in. And I was like, oh, that seems authentic to, to Barcelona. <laughs> but I was like, oh, I turned to my boyfriend. I was like, oh, is she a prostitute? He's like, yeah, she's a prostitute. I mean, there's obviously like a man who handled And it was very sad. And every night she looked even more angry and depressed. And one day I was like, can we just hire her and take her dancing? <laughs> and I wish I could say the story was we took her dancing and she you know, found a new light. He would not let me hire her. He wouldn't know. He was like, no, that's not happening. It, but you know that you never know where that. Could. One day it could that could be an that could be an indie film romp. So one day I will write that movie. It's all that's so funny that your take was like I'm gonna free you. I'm going to just give you a couple hours of joy. We're gonna get waffles. <laughs> We're gonna go dancing at a disco. We'll we'll share tapas. But but you can. Uh, I'm a hypochondriac, so it'd have to be. <laughs> where did you meet your girlfriend? I rescued her. I rescued. I have a rescue girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> I rescued her from the street. And... That's like a terrible, <laughs> terrible. That's a terrible sexist skit that I got. <laughs> <laughs> the worst. Terrible. The absolute worst. Yeah. I. Uh, oh. Okay. So, if you were going to live in Skyrim, where would you live? Oh, uh, that's a good question. Um, I mean, I, I did the DLC where. Did you do the DLC where you could build a house and have yes, orphans? Yes, I did every I did every inch of DLC <laughs> until I was just fucking getting taking home groceries to adopted children. But that's what I did. I had a whole house in my what was the what was the home city that we started in? Rifton. That's, Rifton. I filled with potatoes and tomatoes, just as a joke. <laughs> I would stop by to throw potatoes and tomatoes into the house, and it really got to the point where it was quite full. And then I was like, I'm going to keep my little family in the, the cottage house. And then I would try to cheat. You know, I had my husband, Scout Mini Marshes. He yep. was an Argonian. And I put him, I parked him in the wilderness with the children who were very ungrateful that yes. I rescued them. Yeah. And that whole, and did you play on the console? No, uh, yeah, I did. I played Xbox. Yeah, so yeah. you th- there was little to no way to actually decorate your house. So I ended up like I was so excited. I I bought all you know. I decorated with everything that you could get in the house, and then I was like, I'm going to move this mask that I got from a dungeon here, and I try to place it, and all you could do is kind of fling it across the and room. And then it would just hit the wall. It would hit the wall and go on the floor, and I'd and be you'd like, have to pick it up again. Damn it! Yeah, I, I did. I did the trophy room, and I yeah. tried. I did all the all the, the the little the things that you would need to assemble to build, put a trophy. But it, but it, you can't do it. They didn't give you the actual. Sims capability. I want a Sim Skyrim, and that would be literally my day job. Oh, that'd be so much fun. Yeah. Well, I didn't. I didn't do the. I didn't do uh, Elder Scrolls Online. No, no, I didn't. It's too much. But I have been. I've been playing Witcher Three obsessively. Have you gotten into that? Because that's almost. As, I started Witcher Three. Stuff. Started to get a little motion sick. I think I may have told you that. You have and, to get over it. Yeah, and then uh, you and have then to get over to it. And then I had to go to work. You need to fucking get over it. Don't be Your old. Don't have an inner ear problem. I didn't have a spell to stop motion sickness. How? Yeah, but I went through. I started. I went through the training and I no, started. No, the training is boring. Yeah. It's boring as sh- uh, it's boring as hell. You can say shit. Okay, it's boring as shit. And it and and actually, Witcher Two, I didn't play because the training was so boring and trying to get into it. But once you get on your steed that just appears from nowhere, you know, you know, you whistle, which I can't whistle, but I'd be like, literally, he's there immediately for you to jump on. And there's a guy named Dudu in it. <laughs> so there's a whole sequence that I just did this long quest line where there's uh, uh, this shapeshifter guy named Dudu, and everybody's like, "Where's Dudu?" Oh, that's you amazing! Just, you just do you, laugh so, a do you, lot. do you get NPCs in your party to take along with you? You don't get NPCs. You have a lot of friends that are from old Witchers. That I only played the first Witcher, so I don't remember really a lot of context there. But it's it's there's some really like odd things that happen you know like you're there's a guy who has troll friends and you can romance quite a few ladies like the, i don't know if you right. played Witch, first witcher but 
everybody's breasts are all out in this game and yeah. it's just very prominent very melon like breasts yes. on everybody's part and you have a couple of you have a lot of like one night stands you could do but at the same time you have two main lady storylines that you can go after the the redhead who has like Mono McDonald hair or <laughs> the really bitchy girl with the dark hair with the very nice accent so yeah I don't you know because I did I think I I can't remember if I got married in Skyrim or not I had one companion for a while Lydia Maybe or Li- like, but she's the first one, right? Everyone, makes- I'm, I haven't played in so long. I'm gonna get I, it. Wrong. I just the thing that the thing that drove me nuts about Skyrim was that you're all of a sudden like a dragon would appear, and then all of a sudden your NPCs would just be gone. Oh no, they would run, and <laughs> they, they would run. either run or or you would just or you would run across from town to town, and they just wouldn't be there. Like, where the fuck did they go? And you yeah. try to trace back, so you'd have to go back to a you'd save have to point. go get them because you can't replace them because you can't cut them off unless they're in your face. I had a pretty badass. I had a pretty badass uh, combination. I had an ice wizard and a fire wizard. Oh, that's nice. And then of course, you know, I could I could bring I could summon a couple of storm thralls, and yeah. so we had a nice little party. But then they, they would just disappear. And then you'd have to go, or you'd or you'd have to scout and find. Oh, the ice wizard died. I got to resurrect him again. Yes. And, but uh, you forget there were no there was no indication of where their there body was. No was. indication. There was no way to find them. You just a lot of times you just had to go back to a save point. And I also loved that you know, especially with horses. All of a sudden, oh, they can go vertical. They go vertical, and or there's just like a horse standing on a wall, and it's just like his back hoof is just on the <laughs> it's just on the wall. Well, that's the problem with Witcher. Like that that horse has no ups. So you're just like, what is your problem? Go more vertical. I'm used to this. I had the, um, I did all this, the quest where I got the dragon, st- you know, not the dragon steed, but like the dark, like the dead, undead, yeah. really badass steed. What yeah. was that guy's name? It, it was the one near the cave yes. uh, that you summoned from. You the, could summon. Um, uh, yeah. It's so uh, long yeah, ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't remember his name. I, pre- I lost him somewhere. I don't know where he went. I never <laughs> no. saw him again. Yeah. I wasn't able to get him back. It's almost like you want to hire, hire a witcher in Skyrim to find your companions <laughs> and pets. <laughs> Please cross over. Well, Please. Those are my favorite games. I know mine too, but the problem is I'm terrified to really start playing Witcher because I know that I it'll be difficult for me to put it down and or it'll be like six days before I can pick it up and play again. No, it's I've been playing it's my favorite it's my staycation, so I get two hours a night to play Witcher. And there's so many side quests. I mean there's and and anywhere you 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 ride, there'll be a side quest. And then I mean it is I don't know if you played Dragon Age Inquisition, but li- yeah, I did a bit. So it's overwhelming the number of quests there. This is like twice that many, and they won't go away. It's like it's, uh, too, it's too it's too overwhelming for me. I know, but it's so fun. I mean, there's one I just tracked down a serial killer who like was murdering people and pouring acid down their throat, and then you know I have to hire some jesters. You know, it's like A to Z, man, in that game. Do you just do it because you like the quest, or you're just trying to get like side experience points? I just do it for the story, just for the fun. Yeah, I'm a completionist, so I'm like, oh, I gotta go race some horses, and they have an internal like card game you have to play which is kind of like magic ish kind of Gwent thank you thank you um so and it's almost like I only I almost have to go and restart the game because my Gwent game is so low oh (laughs) like I haven't collected the right cards to be able to beat the people who are on my level which is like level 20 now and I'm almost like wow it's almost like when you play wow and you're like I didn't level my mining or my herbology you know when I was playing or herbalism yeah um so I almost have to re-roll a character uh I don't know yeah, I was in, in with uh, with Skyrim. It was like I, I was a really terrible lock picker. Like I, my lock <gasps> picking skills were low. Why? You didn't invest the time. What about blacksmithing? You can make some badass stuff if you invest your blacksmithing. I did. I did. I did up the blacksmithing, and then I did up. You know, there are certain 
there are certain workarounds for you know like you could up certain. Oh skills, yeah, you, no, but... you always do like a dagger. Yeah, they, there was a, there was a <laughs> secret do, where you, you could do, yeah yeah you do a dagger you can make it yeah you make a bunch of daggers and then yeah. you yeah and then you go sell them and then you you make a bunch more. Yeah and, yeah, yeah. yeah. You, there, there's techniques. I mean that's what I leave to the masses to break the game for me. So I mean there's one. <laughs> That I the Sunless Sea, which is a great little tiny indie game where you drive a boat around an underworld, is kind of Cthulhu like, and it's really cool. But it's a slog if you don't have money. So I'm like, how did somebody crack this so I get free money? And I just cheated, and now it's wonderful, right? Because life is too short. It is too short, and we're fake nerds. So (laughs) fakes, fakes, fake, fake nerds, fake gamer girl, fake geek girl. Oh my god, I really love games because I want a gamer penis. So funny. Oh, Will and I fucking do we do we do we do that to each other all the time. We're like fake nerd, fake. fake nerd, fake geek. Well, I mean, there seems to be a litmus rage point in Pokemon, particularly. Have you ever encountered that? If you don't know a lot about Pokemon, they're like you're dead to a certain segment of the world. Yeah, and I I know I know the bare minimum of Pokemon because I I it was I just mi- it just missed my age group. Like yeah. I just missed it. I'm slightly too I was slightly too old. You have to be like 25 to 30 right now. Yeah, to be like Pokemon. I, I was too old to pick it up. Well, like by the time it came around, I was already trying to deny all of my nerd stuff <laughs> because I was trying to fit in with everyone. Yeah, and then I had to, of course I because it kept bleeding back in and yeah. making situations awkward. I, but it's when I was 31, I was like, okay, well, I'm not. <laughs> let's do I this thing. Up. Let's I, I, do yeah, this. Yeah, let's do it. Well, by that time, you're comfortable with yourself anyway. Like, yeah. That's where you start to get comfortable with yourself. So I, I, I really miss Pokemon, and it was hard for me to, to Me too. Back. And then, but I've done some, like, video game playthrough things on my channel where people are like, oh, my God, you don't know who Charmander is. You don't know the lore <laughs> I know of Charmander. Misty. You don't know Misty. You are fake. How dare you put her po- you your ponytail. You don't know, what, or they're like. Or if you ask about two different Pokemon, they're like, uh, that one evolves into that one. Yes. You know, you're like, oh, I'm sorry. Get your Poke Literate on. But, I, you know, honestly, though, I, I can see really getting into it because I, I got so into Animal Crossing New Leaf, so into New Leaf. I mean, for like six straight months. I don't know enough about. I tried to get into Animal Crossing, and I, then I was just like, I just want, a, I want this to be more like Sims, so I can cheat and decorate things better, more aggressively. <laughs> That's how I felt about Animal the, Crossing. The key, the key to Animal Crossing is to know when to go fishing, so that you can catch all the rare fish to make all the bells. I'm gonna have to get some tips for you when I get my uh, Animal Crossing expertise. Yeah, my of degree course. I'm happy in, to. In I'm, ha- I'm happy to help you. I'm happy <laughs> to help you with that. That one I actually do know. Yeah, at Man- Magic: The Gathering is the one, and D and D, because my mom. Um, it was a weirdo and she allowed us to read absolutely anything except Stephen King because Stephen King was going to turn us into an axe murderer for some reason what? but I don't know I think she had a fear of clowns and one time I brought it <laughs> home and she was like absolutely not I'm going to draw the line on this completely unstructured environment okay. at Stephen King I and meeting other people for D&D All right. Uh, but my brother became an expert on reading D&D books so now I decided well hell I'm just going to make a company and do all this thumbs nose mom <laughs> I'm going to do Are this you guys, do you guys because uh, our friend um our friend uh, Matt just Matt Mercer Matt Mercer just had the uh, I was supposed to, uh, he invited me to play <gasps> with you guys oh my god and I ended awesome. up I ended up being out of town ah. uh, the literally the two consecutive weeks that you got because you did it in two consecutive I weeks did, right? I did guest stars uh, our friend Matt uh, Matt Mercer does Critical Role which is a live D and D thing that we do on Thursday nights on my Twitch channel and he's a great voiceover guy too well they're all and what I found out because my friend Ashley Johnson I don't know Matt I knew Matt just tangentially but I knew Ashley Johnson from the Weedenverse and um. She was like, oh, I'm doing this D&D group. And this was two years ago. And I was like, oh, my God, a bunch of voice actors doing DVD, D&D. And I'm like, 
I have to have this. I want this to be a show. I want it primarily just so I can be in on a game. So, um, and then when we started doing live streaming, um, I was like, well, I think this is going to work. And everybody was like, nah, I don't know. And, uh, and it turned out to be our biggest show just because they are so talented. Matt oh, yeah. Mercer's Marisha, a fantastic Marisha. DM. Matt and Marisha, like Matt, Matt DM'd a game. It was like it was me, I think, and and Marisha and Michelle Morrow and oh my god, and uh, so good, and uh, and Jesse and Malik from Nerdist, and we all had a game that we never finished. We started a campaign that we never finished. That's and so, the problem. I did one for three years, and I think the only thing we accomplished was that I somehow became pregnant during the thing. <laughs> it was weird, it but was in a, real life, so it was no, strange. not in real. No, it was on a ship because I was like really determined to be a virginal like a librarian. Yeah, uh, which I actually ended up playing a version of that character on uh, Critical Role. Uh, but she, so basically, the DM always was trying to diverge. <laughs> Not in an inappropriate way, but she was, he was always like was always a, a smooth pirate coming up to me like, huh? So your Is virginity was a side quest, basically. Side like quest it was trying to claim the it was trying to trying to claim the ruby maidenhead. <laughs> it, uh, it that that was that was the game. It was. I was what did you play? What was your character? I, I always play wizards, magic. I always play magic mm-hmm. users, and you know, unfortunately, I, I I always play lawful good characters. I know they're boring, but it's I, so hard not to. I I always want to do the right thing. I always want to play the chaotic good one, but I always I always want to do the right thing. So I always play lawful good characters. But it was a year. Are you ago. ever like, hey, you're a hostage? Let him die. Like I can't ever do that in a video. No, game. you have to. No, you. I can't. No. I can't either. I'm not. Even though I know it's fake, I still feel. I can't do it. I think it's Catholic guilt. But I. Uh, it was. It was a, a period of time last year when I was single and I was playing D and D with them, and someone tried to set me up with a girl via text, and so we started talking. Do people do that? They did, and uh, and and she said, "Oh, what do you, you know?" She. I said, "Well, what are, what are you doing?" And she was like, "I'm at a sports bar," and I'm like, "I'm playing D and D." Oh, and goodbye. <laughs> and and her her question after that was, "Are you winning?" <laughs> which is oh, such a funny, no. which is such a fun, <laughs> such a great question. That's sweet. <laughs> <laughs> are you winning <laughs> did you ever go on a date or was it like t- the text uh, we did we went on a date we went on a date did Add you know date. what she looked like before you started texting no. her no was it the texting chemistry that was like let's try this or was it the sports bar because you're think like it was, I need a date a job you know what it was it was no I think it was just the I'm single I might as well go on a date with someone and just okay. see what happens and she was very nice but uh, was about to – she went on a – nothing happened. We, we went on a date. We okay. met for coffee to say hi to make sure that nine of us were murderers. Yeah. And then, and, then, and then we went to dinner and it was very – you know, it was very nice and mm. sweet and polite. And I, and then she she actually – Playing in the NFL. <laughs> she, she went to play in the NFL. <laughs> Um, she's a linebacker, and then she and then she ended up going on a, a tour around. Like she was going to go tour the world for like three or four months. Oh my and I god! Think the guy, Jealous. The guy set us up because I thought and I think in his mind he was like, "See, she's leaving the country. You guys should hook up because you know why." That's a terrible. That's a guy. That's terrible. That logic. was a guy thing, and, and it's also not really the way that I operate. And so it nothing nothing happened. Wait, so you could get some action and then she'd leave? It was he was trying to get us. I don't, us I'm trying to understand. Man he was logic. trying to have us both get action. It wasn't just a. He was friends with her and he was friends with me. So you can have a booty like get a booty call before she leaves and the she, country. I guess she gets a dong call or something before <laughs> she leaves. But it just didn't. I just don't. Mm. 
smooth. I just that don't operate. I just don't really good. operate that way. So it didn't. We didn't. And she and she, you know, she was very nice, and it didn't. Yeah. You know, uh, and so nothing. Nothing happened. We she she went away. That's and pretty I, cool. Was, she went around the world, though. Yeah, Are you yeah. ever? Je- I'm always jealous of people who do that. That can just pick up and yeah, and, just and go. go. They're like, I'm doing my soul searching quest. Well, I you know I just had two weeks off myself. Well, did you go around the world? No, I didn't go anywhere. Oh, we didn't. I did not go anywhere, and it, I, I don't remember the last time I took a vacation like that, and it was fucking rad. And well, I thought about you a lot. House. Because, oh, good. Yeah, because you you know I remember about a year and a half ago you were on the verge of a, a breakdown, and you go, I was fuck, in it. <laughs> I'm leaving. I'm leaving the country. And you left, and you didn't do anything for however long you were gone, and you came back, and you were like, "I, I was so thankful that I went and, t- yeah. and took off." I know that's why I'm like, I, I look at people who are like, "Hey, three months, you could actually do that. You could go and rent a place for two thousand or twelve hundred or five hundred a month, yeah, um, and just go for three months." And I'm like, people have the right to do that. It's kind of weird when you're in this business where you're like, you you feel like you can apply the brakes a little bit. So yeah, I went uh, for three weeks. I went to Europe. I was like. You know, I did some conven- you know, I did a few conventions. Well, but- they kind of helped subsidize. Exactly, the, yeah. basically, yeah. And, but I did. I just wandered around a bunch of cities. I took trains everywhere, which is a very civilized way to go around everywhere. And yeah, it was it was good. Did, what what was the highlight of your two weeks off? The highlight was, I mean, I love being busy. I cherish work. It's important. I appreciate it because I remember not having it, so I like doing it. Yeah. But the highlight of the entire time was honestly realizing that. I didn't have to be anywhere. <laughs> yeah. That each day I just woke up and I was like, oh, I don't, it doesn't, it literally doesn't matter what I do. I could do nothing. And I didn't do anything. I had planned every day I'm going to write stand up for an hour because that's what I should be. And I didn't do any of it. That's I amazing. did nothing. High five. No, but I feel like that's I should amazing. have at least done a little thing. But I, but, and then by the end, I thought I was going to be going crazy and I wasn't. I was, I was almost, I was almost ready to. God, it'd be great to do this for like another two weeks. Just nothing. I mean, that's good. That like to me, you know, unless if you're going to try to be another person and actually move your art forward, you need experiences that are not the same that you have already had, right? Yeah. Like you can't become another person if you're always in the same room, looking at the, talking to the same people, looking at the same websites, looking at the same Twitter <laughs> feed, you know. And and you have to push the envelope of who you are, and the only way you can do that is get time to become something new. What's your know. morning? What's your morning uh, uh, website routine? I mean, I go to Twitter and I try not to check my at replies first. <laughs> Just because I'm trying not to bring for, my, Not the first thing in the day. Not the first thing in the day. I actually try not to log on until after I've had my coffee and try to at least look at a blank sheet of paper and like list four things that I should be doing for myself. Because it's hard when you're like, oh, all these emails, they need me. Yeah, I don't have to think about myself. So um, and that's weird to say, but I think it's important to have your own time. Um, and then I intend on doing a lot of things. And I go to my Twitter feed because I actually follow a lot of like blogs and stuff like Vox.com and, you know, like uh, uh, Brain Pickers. I try to read thinky things in the morning. Yeah. Um, and then I ended up looking at my RSS feed, which is like an old person's way of getting news if you're familiar yeah, with I'm it. Yeah, I'm familiar with the, uh, I'm the, RSS, with the feed. RSS feed. I, and, I had – yeah, there's a, a – the, I think that the syndicator that I was using just – Folded. They stopped. They stopped. I know the one you're using. Now I use Feedly, which is very good. Oh, yeah. You like Feedly? Feedly is really good. I tried all of them. I even paid for a couple. But uh, that was the one that I liked because it has a a green accent. It's nice. It has some color. The other one was like too Spartan. Sometimes when you get like that very utilitarian PC design, like, ooh, a PC guy made this. It's very easy to use. It works. What's the problem? (laughs) Well, I don't know. There's not really a design (laughs) aesthetic to it. I don't want to be in here. It's like I'm in a prison, Um, (laughs) a virtual prison. Yeah. So I, I, I I read a lot of like weird, I like just... 
uh, collect a lot of like personal blogs of people I never meet, you know, like uh, some kind of Spanish designer yep. and, you know, uh, po- you know, political pundit people. And I don't know. I like to expose myself to different people, even though my impulse is just to go to the gaming feed and see what's new so that I can bury myself in a couple hours. So, yep, it's really exciting. <laughs> my life. Well, what do you what do you think it was a year and a half ago that that brought on the like what was crushing you? Oh, oh God, you know, there's a lot. I mean, it's still. I mean, I'm a very moody person, and I have a horrible anxiety disorder, and I suffer from some depression a lot. And uh, you know, I, I always feel like I'm, unless I'm trying to achieve something, I'm not worthy. And that's something I've actually dealt with a lot in the last year, just coming off because you're, you know, I think I've. I did see you a couple times. I was like, bye, I'm going to become a barista. <laughs> <laughs> and I actually took the year off and wrote the book because that was kind of like the thing I, I put myself back together with to be like, hey, where do I want to go from here? And um, so, I mean, it was overwork and being raised and in an environment where external praise was really what motivated a lot of my – or or external things like achievement sure uh reflected my self-worth too much it's yes. like putting yourself putting yourself into your work too much and so the ups and downs that are not things that you can control like people's approval or business or you know all those things awards uh you know reinforcement of your creativity like those things uh are not controlled by you and therefore when you put them your self-worth in the hands of those things um the ups and downs of life will just kind of batter you a little bit more yeah, i think I, I went through that it's i i've been thinking about a lot lately is is basically making ego decisions like when you put your ego into external things yep which is exactly what you're saying when you put your ego into external things then uh that's where that's that's where you get really damaged uh and when you make ego decisions that's where you get really fucked up and so i really do ask myself now is this a healthy decision or is this an ego decision yeah is there somebody is there somebody in my brain who is wearing a a very lovely chanel suit saying you should do that (laughs) I don't know Chanel suit. I don't know why. I, was, I just love Audrey Hepburn. I don't think she was that driven, but um, yeah, or a power like a power eighty suit. Like you should do that because that will advance your career, and these people will admire you, and this person this will happen, and then they'll open doors to this thing that you could do in twenty years. And I'm yeah. like, no, not so much anymore. It's really. I think what's really helped me a lot is is ha- is um, my relationship is 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 really calm and wonderful and stable and nice and That's good and we support each other and so i know when i go home i just like my home life just feels good yeah and, and that's been that's been very helpful because it kind of makes me feel like the rest of the stuff is all just sort of gravy like oh yeah i love working is amazing and i love it and it's great you but know, you're being but accepted for who you are yeah it kind it's of- kind of like not not to equate it but like that that thing that makes um you know, I guess like kids and dogs and stuff, like they have that purity of like loving who you are yes. as a person. It's like, oh, that could be in real, you know, that could be in mature. <laughs> Wouldn't it actually, be great if someone... Like, yeah. My friend could be here just because they're here. Yeah. You know, and that's, I actually, you know, I started like putting the brakes on a year and a half ago and I was like, okay, I'm, I'm too scattered. I'm trying to trace, I'm trying to chase after this social group to be in that and chase after this kind of thing. And like, I decided to spend a majority of my time reinforcing the relationships of if I was a barista in Portland, who of my friends would still be my friends and pick me up at the airport at 2 a.m.? Right. And that those are the people I tried to like. By the way, spend if you were a barista, you would just get trolled in real life by people who are like, um, I asked for no water in this. Oh my god, I'm so allergic to almonds. I'm dying. <laughs> you're uh, worse. You're worse than Hitler. <laughs> well, I don't know. I feel like Hitler did a lot worse than just not put almond milk in it's your coffee. True. Oh my god, I have a rash now. <laughs> but i you know uh will and i were having this conversation the night we were just sort of we were sort of just venting in in general about uh 
you know, oh, it feels like it feels like we kind of went through a thing where people were just being particularly mean, and then we had a moment where we were like, but it is nothing compared. And I'm not saying this to pander. This was literally part of the conversation. There we were the, we were two males on the phone, so we wouldn't say this for anybody other than ourselves. But it's like, but it's nothing compared to what women on the internet have to deal with and what Felicia has to deal with because we at least, you know, at least there's not like some kind of sexist vendetta against us or, or, or that we don't, you know, in most cases we don't feel like we're being, our safety is being threatened. Well, I mean, it could be, I mean, I as mean, a it, guy, ha- it has been, but not, yeah. but it's not a go, it's not an automatic go-to. Yeah. No, I mean, wh- the things that make me, yeah. If you're lip, if, if one of the litmus tests for these people to harass you is that, oh, you were born with a vagina or you were born some way that you literally couldn't even help, you know, that's when you really, when bu- the bullying is I mean, bad. If it, yeah. If a dude, if like, if, if some dude says to me, like, I'm going to rape you to death, I don't, I don't, True. I, I just go, well, you f- fuck you, you or, know? or just like, wow, I, I wish Felicia go- would go away. I don't want to fuck her anymore i'm like my condition of existence is you're jacking off to a picture of me like literally like it's like my hair's growing out right when i first cut my hair off it was like oh my god i cannot ejaculate to this picture anymore (laughs) it's just it's a real problem for felicia (laughs) and my views went down and i got all this backlash about you know and it was just like wow this is really this is a real problem (laughs) well it's you know if 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 you and hopefully you're able to extract, you know, your self-worth and protect it from all that dumb shit. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But also, yeah. you know, the thing that is that I, I, I think a lot of people hopefully understand is that um, when stuff like that happens or when, you know, when you see view counts go down, it's not just, oh, we're narcissists and we need more people like it. It's like it is the economy of – That's the business. That's the business. That is yeah. your That is your actual business because, you know – we were we were all of us put in situations where the entertainment business was like we're good no thank you and so yeah. we started our own stuff and that is very that's that is the economy of the trade yeah and it is particular like I don't think it's totally men either you know it's women you know if you post a picture that you look really cute and you know you're especially if you're in something revealing you're gonna get a million thousand times more hearts and thumbs up and all read that reinforcement and like I think that's almost like you know just down the line is kind of destructive as to, you know, you have that instant popularity gauge and you throw something into the water and you see how people like it and you tend to chase after the things that people like um, in entertainment, right? You want to do the thing that's success. It's like an improv. If you have a joke, keep doing that joke, right? Right. So, but I do worry that, you know, that is the primary vehicle for which women get approval more so than men about how great you look, how 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 sexy you look. Right. Um, because if it's a beautiful, I'm like, this is a beautiful sunset of this church and look how beautiful you know look how i framed it it looks like an album cover you know yeah yeah (laughs) exactly don't care about can't fuck that church uh well okay sorry that's why that's why amy schumer's last fuckable day sketch is so oh my god she's so wonderful yeah she's so wonderful and i you know i i try to be like especially i try to be like swiss neutral because like to me especially the labels that we with like geek and gamer there's so many controversy around sexism and and uh, gender identity and geeks and, and 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 gamer culture and i'm like i've always been like a gamer first you know i don't like it when it's it's you know you have women in gaming panels and it's like well i could be on the panel about storytelling gaming too like right. please but I, I i understand that that's an effort to include but at the same time i've always tried to be like hey i'm a gamer and um and when people project that perception that instantly if you you're a woman you have you know uh they're 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 almost more 
like pushing back on the fact that you you are a woman in a sense because you like games and therefore your gender comes along uh, with you regardless if you want to bring it along with you. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Does that make sense? It, it, it does. And it also, you know, uh, I think what's difficult for some people to understand is that they'll go, oh, I get it. You're trying to infiltrate this culture as, you know, because you're a woman and try this or, oh, I get it. You're trying to, <laughs> you're fake ner- and you're trying to take over. And it's like, you know, maybe we're just people who like things and yeah. we just want to be around the things that we like because that's part of how you be are happy in life. You are yes. around things that you enjoy and you pursue those things because they make you happy. Is it possible that maybe you just like to play games and maybe I just like, you know, uh, what are classically defined as nerd shit and we just like those things? Like, yeah. is it possible? Is it possible that maybe it's not any more complicated than that? I know. That's what I love about the, that's what I love about the internet because the construction of the internet is all about people connecting around a thing they love. And they, you know, if I see somebody at a party and we can talk about our Skyrim potato house, like, <laughs> I want to talk to that person. I don't care how old they are. I don't care how where they're from. I don't care what race they are or gender or anything. I'm like, I want to talk to that person. And that's really what's beautiful about how geek culture has influenced the internet because that's how the internet works. Yeah. Even though it's like all the popular kids are on the internet and they congregate around the things that popular kids or whatever, sports, fashion, everything. But that's where we are motivated to uh, create community around. And I think that's beautiful. So I don't know. It just, it's it's good at that. You will help build a potato house? <laughs> You will help Gisargo. 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 Uh, Gisargo. I accidentally oh, God, killed Gisargo was... and I couldn't no! get him back. <laughs> it was an accident. No. Yeah. Why didn't you reload? I did. I because he was dead. I had. Oh, I didn't God, realize. Chris. I didn't realize he was. What, I <laughs> hate you so no, much. No, right I now. I didn't kill him. It was okay. Okay. Let me set the scene. <laughs> we were at the College of Winterhold. But just, just by the way, Gisargo is one of is basically the Antonio Banderas of catmen. <laughs> All right. So. For the for the listeners, Gisargo, you will help Gisargo find the spell. So we <laughs> we we were in the courtyard of the of the uh, the college at Winterhold, and you know this dragon attacked, and and then I went off. The, we k- k- killed the dragon, and then went off to do something else. You know, went inside, dropped some shit off in my locker in the in the archmage. It's so hard to get up there. Yeah, it's a huge. Why pain. did you Why did you even do that? I mean, you have to claim everything, but that's that's no, not because I like I like I like. I mean, I wanted to be the I wanted to be the archmage. Like, oh, I, I forgot. To be the, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and so and then I left. And then I realized Jazarga wasn't around anymore, but I had done enough other quests mm. that by the time I got back, he was just dead in the courtyard. No! And so I was like, oh, and you know, it was one of those, you can like poke him and he just doesn't, you can move, like you can move their stiff body. Oh, and, uh, yeah, you can, you can toss him around. You can, you can kick, kick him around a little yeah. bit. And he was, and he was dead and there was nothing <laughs> else. And so I just, a bit, so in terms of being a completionist, I never completed his quest line and I couldn't go back and I couldn't you go could, back and Well, do it. it was too much to reload. And I fucked up the Brotherhood of Thieves too. Oh, that's my favorite. That's my I, favorite. I completely fucked it up. I didn't complete uh. something before that quest line ended. So, you know, that whole place just collapses and it's that's gone. That's too bad because that's a re- that's my favorite. But I always like being an assassin. I played a stealthy um, archer and I would – and the problem is I think her name was Lydia, but I can't remember. Linda? Anyway, it was – It was probably a- Lydia. It was probably not Linda. Yeah, it was, so- it was something. Like your first was it, was it Courtney the wizard? Gr- no, it probably wasn't uh- – Chantal. <laughs> Crystal. <laughs> Anyway, so like I'm all about like stealthing around because I get very anxious. That's why I can't play co-op, you know, like uh, at, you know, uh, League of Legends or so. I can't do competitive gaming. Oh right, I, I have a panic reflex that it's just like oh, I throw the, I'll literally throw the, the, the controller up. So I stealth around and I'm like, oh, I'm set. I'm gonna get. I'm between the eyes. And then 
bitch comes in and she's like her sword is swinging and she aggros and it's just kind of like Fallout New Vegas where basically you can't stealth or your companion character will just go in and whack a dude. <laughs> no, 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 no. No, stop. Well, you can make them wait. Like you can say like wait here. It's too much work. And But sometimes I find that they did not wait there. Like they No, they still, never do. Yeah. yeah. I told you to wait in the car. <laughs> Courtney the wizard. Courtney Crystal. Yeah. Yeah, I miss you know I'm I miss those I miss those days. You, I miss. You should try Witcher. There are some very personal like you have a friend named Dandelion and he has an affair with a a a, a, a Truberitz, a singer named Patrice. It is good. There's some good. You can get it on in the lighthouse. I'm gonna probably not be able to do that until there are tits everywhere. Oh shit! And it's not good. I'm I'm always a little bit outraged with this game when I'm running through and there's always prostitutes and harlots everywhere and they're always women and i'm you know like what you should do is just give her a few gold coins and just take her dancing <laughs> you just i want to give you a new frock and I, let's go to the ball <laughs> i uh I, I honestly what's gonna happen probably Why? won't be able to do i probably won't be able to really play it until i get a break in october i get a break the week of halloween oh, there's too much fallout 4 is coming out dragon age is has a new expansion next week yeah i don't i don't it's or unfortunate. some week it's unfortunate i don't have time anymore god I mean, I, sh- I I shouldn't have time. Maybe I- I- <laughs> <laughs> it's you, you know though you get to ju- it is your business like you get to justify it. It is your work. I know. No, I gotta work on stuff. I gotta. I have uh, several writing projects, but they don't have deadlines anymore. So that's oh, the- deadlines are so the best. They're I mean, the they're best. stressful and they sit in the back of your neck for you know the whole time you have them. Am I gonna finish? Am I gonna finish? But yeah. boy. So motivating. I know. That book, I never would have finished. There's no way unless I had it like a knock, knock. Where's the draft? Where did I see you? Where Was it? Oh, it might have been. I think it was at our Xbox launch party. Where that was you, a while where, ago. Where you, in March where you said, I just finished my book today. Like, I, yes. I saw you and you had it just finished. It was the day it. of. Yes, you're right. Because I had literally, it took, I started January of 2014. So that was a 15, 16 month process. Wow. It was a long time. And I remember, I was like, how long did it take you to write your book? And it was something like much better than that. I just felt like. No, it was, it was, it, it, but, but they put me on a, they put me on a very tight deadline. So I basically wrote my book in like three and a half months. No, you told me and I was like. But it, but it it was, but I had to map it out where I I had to map it out and go. You scienced it. If I write, if I write 500 words a day. On these days, I'll make it, and so I tried to stick. I but tried that's to what stick to I that. did too, because I had like a draft. I had a draft, and because you told me that, really, I think I finished the first draft in four months, and then I let it sit for a month, and then I went back to it and rewrote it, and then in classic Felicia fashion, rewrote it another fifteen times, and then turned it in, and then we rewrote it more. <laughs> I can never let it die. No, that's you, good though. That means you put a lot of care into take it. Take it from my dead hands. I mean, I honestly. Oh, and also congratulations on being on the. You were number two the last time I saw the New York Times bestseller I was list. Did number, you make it? Did you hit number one? I was no, no, not number. Well, I was number three in nonfiction, and I think I was number one or two in comedy and in uh, scientists <laughs> and humor. I was on. I've been on for four four weeks on the on the Times. That's list. In, that's amazing. That's pretty cool. Thanks, guys. Do you feel the? Do you feel the? Do you, do you feel the reward of that? I do feel the reward. And then I came back to Hollywood and then essentially I learned it didn't mean anything. So now I'm starting from scratch again. <laughs> you know, I think it's good to I think it's uh, it's good to feel the reward, but understand that it doesn't mean everything. I think yeah. that's healthy. Yes. That's just healthy because, again, that's not putting your ego in the fact of whether or not your book was on. the. Exactly. That's just a nice bonus. Like, oh, I worked hard and this happened and there are nice people. in Absolutely. The world. I actually I feel really proud of myself that I didn't get crushed, you know, and, or or I don't have that complete letdown. Like, what's that? You know, I am. I'm 
I'm excited to start a new project and I don't know if it's an acting job or a writing job or whatever, but, um, yeah, you're right. I I feel like I've progressed as a human in that, um, you know, that external gratification isn't everything like the the times list is great. I mean, obviously they can't take it away from me. I have, I could tattoo it on my boob and it would be completely (laughs) valid for the rest of my life. Um, that would be a terrible place to tattoo because I, I, I think those things sag, but, um, (laughs) (laughs) and also if someone was like, well, Prove it. You'd be like, like, you have to like take a boob out. Yeah, there it is. Um, but uh, yeah, no, it's it's. I think the most gratifying thing was just completing it. I think just finishing it, knowing that I did the best job that I ever could. Um, you know that sense of like, as as a creator, it's not about it's 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 about just seeing something through and really knowing it's the best thing you could do. Yeah, at the moment of who you are alive. (laughs) Yeah, and also there's security in knowing that you know, because your book achieved this certain thing, and there's just security in knowing that, well, if you wanted to write another book, yeah, that, that someone, someone would give you, I mean, take a chance. Yeah. You you could, you obviously you could just write it and put it out yourself, but it is, it is nice. It it is nice sometimes to have a larger infrastructure help with all the stuff so that you don't have to do everything yourself, which you are very accustomed to doing. Oh, I am accustomed to doing. Actually, I have to tell you, like, uh, you know, I did contemplate, like, I'm going to write a book. I could self-publish. I could just do it the Felicia way. And thank God I had the help. (laughs) Because not only my editor awesome, but, like, the support they put around, you know, doing the book tour and all those logistics, like – I mean, I did every logistics in, in in the past. Like, it was all out of my house, and it was two people. And, I, I, you know, when you get a little help, you're like, well, how the hell did I do that? Well, I was always so impressed with you because, you know, when you know when Nerdist was starting to percolate, it was in the neighborhood of when Geek & Sundry started. And, and even before even before Geek & Sundry, and, you know, it – because I'm, I'm very much like a – you know, hey, let's build a team. Let's partner up and let's all, yeah. you know, you're good at this and I'm good at this and that guy's good at this and this lady's good at that and we'll all come in with our, you know, our pantheon of strengths. Yeah. And uh, and I remember there was a time where you had to do everything yourself and I'm like, you know, Felicia is like a, a maverick in the true sense of the word, but I don't think I could handle the pressure of having to of having to do everything. I think it was a lot. I mean, I don't regret it, but I think there was a lot of ego involved in that. That was my badge that I did it myself. And I was like, I'm not going to let anybody help me. And I think that <laughs> really bit me in the ass. I mean, to be honest with you, like, I think it's a combination of not – you know, not giving in and not dropping things because of resistance or because it's not, it's easy. You know what I'm saying? Like that's real, that was really good. But the fact I didn't know well enough to really assemble a team, like you said earlier, to help me do the things that I didn't know how to do as well. Um, I think that contributed to my not having a complete breakdown because I just would, I didn't know, I didn't know. I, I was in a world that I didn't know the tools and I didn't know that I could reach out to somebody to do that, you know, accounting or biz dev or, you know, all these things <laughs> that like, no, I got to do it myself. It's Felicia Day way. That's what I'm known for, you know? So, I mean, I think it's, it's, it's about letting go of the past and risking it a little bit. And I think my anxiety, you know, ha- having been more aware of it now that it kind of ruled a lot of the patterns in my life, it's like that fear of like, well, if I do it different, it might not be a success. So I might as well just do it the same way until I collapse. Right. Yeah. Well, I, I, I think there is a real, that, that, that there is a separate skill set in learning how to, I mean, I had to learn it too. I think part of what made me learn it quickly was realizing that I would buckle from the pressure because I just know there's stuff. There are certain things that I'm just not very good at. I didn't, yeah. you know, I'm not. I didn't go to school for you know some things about business. It's like that's not what I ever set out to do. Yes. You know, I was, 
I, I entered school as a math major and left school as a philosophy major. Like, I, you know, and so between, why aren't you better at accounting? I took animation, you know, like I just, I didn't, I didn't, if, if anyone said to me when I was starting school, like, you're going to go, you're going to graduate UCLA and then attend the Anderson School of Business. And I'd be like, oh, fuck, fuck you. Yeah, like, yeah, I don't yeah. want to do that all. But now, you know, now because of the way things work, we're all sort of thrust into this situation where yeah. we all have to be businessy. Because, you know, we have to take responsibility for our own careers, and that's just part yeah. of the deal. But that's good in, in a sense. And, like, you know, there's a whole generation of people who are now really in the digital space who have come from nothing. And now really qualified people are looking to help them or yeah. exploit what they built. You know, both Probably of those some things. some of the latter. <laughs> yeah. And, I, I, and, and on the one hand, I'm like, oh, my gosh, I hope that they protect themselves in that I hope these people don't just use them and then when they don't when the 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 down comes which it will come with every everybody's ups and downs right so hopefully they will take care of themselves and protect them that they can have a long-term career you know uh I I worry about the space the digital space in that way but I'm also excited that now all the fancy people are willing to be like oh there's value there because when I started Nobody cared about the web. I would have to be like, yes, you can stream a video on Yeah, and, and then the, 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 the sentiment was like, oh, that's cute. Isn't it cute? Why aren't you doing something real? Yeah, you know? it's not. When's it going to be? Well, I don't know. Millions of people are seeing it. It's adorable. That's really no, cute. More people are watching it than your television show. Yeah. <laughs> a, what now? Which is true now. Oh, of course it's but true. It's, you know, it's not completely shifted over even still now. I mean, the thing, the thing that makes me not as concerned about that with, you know, like the the vine stars and the youtubers and it's just that they all like even if even if traditional media comes in and does and it doesn't work out they can always ultimately they they started as creators like they it's not like they were it's not like someone spotted them in a diner like you washing the dishes get on stage (laughs) you know like they started as creators and ultimately they can always go back and be like by the way i'm just gonna go back and do my vlogging because that's where my audience and that's what that's that's what always gave me a lot of security about being a being comic is or or you know being a writer is is saying like well look i don't no matter who says i'm i can do what I can. I know that that's ultimately what the commodity is: is that I'm able to make stuff. Yeah. And I don't. Ult, you know, in theory, I don't really need anyone else for that. So if every if it all went away, I could still, you know, in the worst case scenario, just still make stuff and put it out myself. Yeah, and so absolutely. I feel like that's why they'll. That's why a lot of them will be okay. Yeah. No, they're they're fine. They're way better than an actor moving to L.A. Yeah. They're just like I'm going to be a star. Like, oh gosh. <laughs> yeah, and you you also uh, uh, are you. Did you make the jump to to Snapchat? I did. I'm on the Snap. Oh, you did. That's right. Yeah, I we do. talked about this a while. Well, ago. I lost my phone, so I haven't updated in a week. But oh, uh, so that flip phone you're using isn't okay. isn't. Listen, I found that. Okay, here's what <laughs> happened. I was at Dragon Con, the best convention. It's the Mardi Gras for nerds. It's the best. one. I missed it. It was just this past. Yeah. <sighs> so, have you been? I've been. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's my great. Favorite. It's crazy, but it's good. There's a lot of sweat. Um. And anyway, so I lost and or. I think my phone was stolen because within five minutes of notice it was gone, it was completely gone, and the phone was off. So oh. I smell shenanigans. So anyway, I was literally, as I was getting on the plane, I got on the plane, I'm traumatized, but I had to find my iPhone thing, so I turned it on. I was like, hey, g- drop me a note. Nobody ever did. It was never in lost to found, so ultimately, I have no f- a phone. So today is... What day? Oh, it's Friday. So they announced the iPhone. So I, this was last Sunday. And uh, I was like, well, they're going to announce a new iPhone on Wednesday. And it's going to come out the 24th. I could wait three weeks and not have a phone. And the first two days, it was so liberating. I was like, bitch, you can't get me. I'm on the road. <laughs> Guys on the road can't answer. I'm not going to answer emails until five. I'm like, it was so empowering. And now I'm like, I need 
My phone. Try texting on that flip phone. Oh, I tried. <laughs> I tried. I was. <laughs> <laughs> I tried. That, that, that was really my breaking point when I was like, yes, please give me the number. I'm like, <laughs> why can't I use my words? You're just, you're just gonna, you basically have to operate like an old text based adventure game. Like, why? And. <laughs> Snake. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's so. So now you are actually. Yes. Yeah. So basically, I'm going to get another phone. I do. I very much enjoy Dragon Con. I, I do find I do find it to be an interesting choice that they know that people are going to be in costume and it's in it's in it's in basically at the end of summer in Atlanta. It is. Yeah, it's a very is. hot. A uh, very hot time of year. And every, well, everyone's drinking alcohol, so it cools them from the inside. <laughs> no, it actually dehydrates you and makes oh, it all worse. Oh, okay. Yeah. No, the, the costumes there this year were unbelievable. I think cosplay is really reaching a no, new level of like uh, awesomeness. And oh, I think yeah. it, it, kicked, it kicks Comic-Con's ass. I mean, I, I remember when Dragon Con, it used to be famous for you know basically being like the orgy of the cons. <laughs> And, and but now there's so much. I mean, like it's re, it's yeah. it's the real deal. Well, what I like is it celebrates really weird subcultures. Not really weird as in judgy, but like very smaller subcultures that have you know a lot of fantasy authors, role playing games, furries. Uh, you know, Madame, Madame Langle. You know, uh, all sorts of like really specific authors even um like uh, Anne McCafferty I think there's like a track on her and vampire romance fiction and like I love that everyone just comes together kind of um even on the video game side even it'd be fun to do a just like vampire businessman series where there's no if they're just <laughs> they're just businessmen who and they order it sounds the like blood. a kids in the hall sketch it does oh god <laughs> Dave Foley I would love to I would love to go back to Dragon Con and it just it it was it was the it was kind of the end of my break. You can only do so many cons. I know. I, I think I might take next year off or something because it is it's very t- it's it's wonderful but tiring. And there there are a couple like Emerald City and Comic Con of course and Dragon Con are like I really don't like missing those. Yeah. Um. But other than that, you know, being on the road and I mean you're on the road all the time, so it doesn't really matter. I, guess. I am. I Comic Con. San Diego Comic Con Comic Con International was uh, was really fun this year, but I'm not going to. You do, like moderated eleven twenty thousand panels. I'm not going to do it again. I mean, I'll, I'll do like you one or two. You said that three years ago. I know I did, but this year I really it was really too much. I mean, it was fun, but it, it's it's it's. You got a lock on it though. I was constantly, I was constantly like my brain hurt because yeah. you're you're constantly stressed that. Oh, you know, with this panel up here, and I got to make sure that I hit all these points that they want you to hit, and that everyone, and yeah. oh, is it, some of these actors don't like talking, and so they don't want to, yeah. they don't, you know, they're shy or they're cranky or whatever, so they don't want to make it easy for you. And in the most cases, it's fine, but then, you know, but then, oh, I got to keep moving. Oh, no, I hit by this time, and oh, Q and A, and now this, and now this clip, and we make sure hit. The, oh, I got to mention this and then because literally the energy, you're the engine you're of the every energy, panel, yeah. And then multiplying that by so many times, plus all the other stuff we were doing, it was. I realized this year, like, oh yeah, I don't have to. I don't know why. I just don't. I don't have to take on that much. I'm yeah. not. I will not. I'll moderate like maybe two or three panels next year, and then I'll enjoy. Do you think? Do you notice? I think this year I noticed that. I don't. Know, maybe it was just a perspective I had. Um, but I think Comic Con has reached a point where it is something completely different at this point than it used to be. Don't like you feel, I feel seven like people years say ago. that every year, though. I don't I know. Feel, I feel is like... it? Is an old person like in my day the Comic Con? You could get across the parking lot. You just remember. You've just you've just been a part of the evolution of it for so yeah, many years. So right. you've seen. I mean, it is. It is. It's one of those things where you where you go like, well, it can't get bigger next year, and then somehow they always manage to make it a little bit bigger. Yeah, and- I guess the, I, I have a lot of friends who are like artists and indie booths, and they're basically giving up their booths this year. You know, for the future, that booth space is really hard. But it's just like an independent person has a hard time making it on the floor there, and it's like, well, that's fine. It's just a different kind of con. It's right. a it's a more of a media 
uh, event con versus like, uh, oh, I'm going to, you know, sell my, you know, handmade little doll, you know, right. or carvings. Because people are going to people are going to gravitate toward the th- to the brand the things that they recognize the branded things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's interesting. So it's cool that the convention world has expanded to the point where you can have your VidCon, which is all. You know, very young kids, and that's a whole yeah. different kind of fandom. Boy, if there's if there's a convention to make you feel old, it's VidCon. Oh, sh- I was there to this year, and it was like I grew up with your work. I'm like, <laughs> I grew up, and I guess technically you probably did because I've been. No, I was for- too young to watch the guild. What? I, yeah, my mom wouldn't let me watch it. It was oh no, oh, no, yeah, yeah, yeah that's painful. That's really painful. But, but I, I was yeah. I was just really happy this year. To there was that moment where we were at our. We did the the Geek and Sundry Nerdist party. Yeah, the carnival. Yeah, and um, and you know there was that moment in all the craziness where you and Will and I just found each other, <laughs> and seeing you guys happy and seeing Will happy and being like, yeah. man, this is what it's all about. Like that was such a great no, moment. That was, was such a nice moment. That was the highlight, and the DJ was awesome. But yes. yes, the highlight was like looking around and seeing like I loved our yeah I loved that party because I looked around and I saw. Uh, People from digital, like uh, who are big on YouTube, um, and creators from television shows and movies and business people, and then our friend, you know, yeah. friends who are just like friends who are comedians and you know people from every single art form that is is in that world were at our at that party. Yeah, it was really fun, and it was great. It was a melting pot. You it know? was because I, I was, it. you know, you're terrible. Authors. I don't know if you were worried, but of course. You just never know when you – because it was the first year that we really did that. Yeah. And you just don't know if you're going to show up and it's going to be this big empty space and then the music is really loud because there's no bodies in there and it's just echoing. And you're like – you know, like like everyone who's working the party, you're sort of looking at the bar staff like, (laughs) they're going to – you know, there's traffic. There's probably traffic. You know, but but seeing that people actually showed up and seemed to be having a good time was fucking – it was so awesome. Yeah. That uh, I hope hope we're able to do – you know, like I I could almost just go next year and just do that and be be happy. Just just – the, the legendary nerdist Geek and Sundry, you know, that would be amazing. How is Geek and Sundry? How are you doing with Geek and Sundry? We're good. Like we have, you know, like it's really awesome. Like just being in the same space with like nerd. I mean, it's cool. It feels like a family. Yeah, I don't know with people... nerdists. Okay, so anybody, if you don't know, yeah, we're all we're we're both owned by Legendary yes. along with Amy Poehler's Smart Girls, and so there's this big studio space that we all share. That's you know. Relatively open floor plan. Yeah. And Geek and Sundry is right next to Nerdist. And so all of our editorial staff we is cross there. And over. Your staff is yeah. There. We support each other's work. And, and like, I love the fact that we can gravitate toward the things we really do well and then compliment the things you really do well. And we're not stepping on each other's toes. We're just, I just love it. It feels like a family. Yeah. Because in the beginning, when we both first, especially when we launched the when we launched the YouTube channels which was yes. the genesis of Geek and Sundry you, you know uh, people would try to pit us against each other with like Will or you or me and go like uh oh you got competition yeah. and we would always go like we're not competing no. you know we're all in the same and so the fact that we are all kind of like I think it's a good lesson for you know you can all do s- stuff in the same region and s- yes. still support each other and you're not you don't have to be cutthroat about it i mean it's like everyone and I think that's what part of digital culture is, is that we understand that sharing audiences, collaborating, is, is, collaborating is, is the best way to go. Well, especially when you're trying to invent something that wasn't there before, the more you help, like one person becoming a, a huge star over here and getting a lot of attention means that other people will get that. 
Yeah. Like, and I think it's the same. You remember as an actor, it's like, oh yeah, I got, uh, I got three lines on Law and Order, and you're like, fuck, <laughs> goddamn, why wasn't that me? I could have been an, an older, you know, secretary woman. I could do that. I could totally. Why did she? No, get that I don't think me? you came in here at that time. Cut. Yeah. Okay, we got it. <laughs> yeah. So you're just you remember that kind of seething like anxiety that like why did he get that instead of me or how why did she just like this irrational jealousy like and I I really wasn't that way but I would I would actually have to not have friends because in sometimes I would get a job and they would be like, Oh, how great for you. It's really great. And I'm like, Oh yeah. They would not be happy for you. And that kind of like, that's not your, some one person's success does not take away from your success. No, no, no. There is, there's, especially plenty to go around now, especially now there's more than enough room for everyone to carve out their little place and kind of set up their own camp. Exactly. So So anyway, so it's it's important and it's important. and, And that's something I think people need to learn. When they're starting out, when they're starting something, it doesn't it doesn't have to be like, oh, drats, yeah. I, I didn't get that one thing. Like it, it just doesn't. Yeah. It ultimately, just doesn't matter. I like, totally agree with it, you. It, it's it you you it, it it's how podcasting started. All the podcasters did each other's podcasts. We ha- we share a lot of the same guests. It doesn't matter. Yeah. You know, it's like we all we all thrive. And it, I think that's also goes back to like, and I actually tell this to I've told this to a couple of people. You know, just along the way, like embrace your community like the people who are your friends or in your space now you're gonna you're gonna be with them for years unless you quit (laughs) like so make friends and support each other because no matter what you're gonna see them at a party and you're gonna have a history with them and they're still gonna be here they just are gonna be higher up level because they're working their way we're gonna all work our way up so like value the the strata that you're in as far as like you know age and and interest in like area and that will be your strength as you go through life. And that's something I don't think I appreciated earlier on. Well, it was, but, you know, much. the landscape was different early on when you started, when you started the guild, it was, there was not, there, there were not a lot of people, lot of people yeah. and there were not a lot of people doing video. I mean, like even when you look at Rooster Teeth and how far back those guys go yeah. with video, it was like, they're putting up quick time movies. Yeah. And, and they know, were always 2000. in Austin. And a lot of those people who pioneered like that were in LA. So there was like a really small, tight knit sort of web series community ish kind of thing, but like it wasn't comprehensive. And a lot of those people, you know, a lot of a lot of those early web series just didn't get a lot of places. So a lot of people either moved away or stopped or got into a different business or you know, so it wasn't as tight knit as like I think I see this digital next general digital generation are really tight knit and they're it's really inspiring. I uh I, I was also very happy to text you one of my favorite pictures of us from uh <laughs> Five years ago. We had to put that up somewhere. I don't know where to put it because there's nudity in it. Oh, uh, uh, well, can we blur it? Yeah, I guess we can. But, but I feel like her it's, face it's, and hard, her? it's yeah. hard to... So uh, we, Felicia <laughs> and I were at a conference, some some sort of nerd conference. In te- like it was like it a was, tech conference. It wasn't. It was a television like TCA or not TCA, but it was like oh, some weird something like that. It was oh, it was? Like for some, oh, maybe I moderated a panel about that tech in... Okay. And so uh, you and I were standing next to a booth and for some reason there was a poster. I don't even know what this booth was hawking, but it was a poster. It was like for, straight to video movie. It was I a straight think. to video? Yeah. yeah, it was like it was an Emmanuel movie. But there's this woman there's this woman like thrusting her large nipple breasts out and that that was the whole poster. And so we just took a picture of us pretending to have just a totally straight normal conversation in front of us. And you just see these like these giant 
melon tit photobomb on the poster in the back row, you and I, where I'm, sa- I'm saying something thoughtfully and you're listening. Yeah, I'm listening really thoughtfully. Like, it's such a great, it's one, on. my, it's one of my favorite pictures, but I've never been I, 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 able no to figure context. out how to post it because it's, yeah, there's no context and, and you'd have to, if you blur out the boobs, then people know that you're aware of it. Yeah. And, and that really no, it works. it. It, it really <laughs> works when you can, you know. Well, what you need to do is play Witcher and you'll see those breasts exactly <laughs> in every single scene. I, I mean, literally, there's, there's a scene where it's like, oh, there's like 40 breasts in this room. Wow. Okay, great. Good for you. Any dongs? Nope. Really? Uh, there is a butt scene. Uh, you see Geralt's or Gerald's uh, butt very, very prominently. So there is a, a cowboy in a sense, a low cowboy. All right. But uh, I would like more equal opportunity um, nudity in that. More um, dongs. Yeah, more dongs. More dongs in gaming. More dongs in gaming. Do it. I, I mean, they, they'll be smoother in CGI. <laughs> You really, you really want to make sure you get the dick physics down. It's true. I don't know. Do they have the dangle down? <laughs> they really have to get yeah, the right work amount on that. of. Yeah, they really have to. You just, you just be constantly casting a spell to make sure it's like, no, don't shrink. I'm out in public. Swimming, you're swimming yeah. and going underwater, trying to get some of these smuggler coat, smuggler stashes. Oh, the cob piece is very roomy. Well, I'm so glad that uh, I'm so glad that you're happy and that you're feeling good and Thank everything's you. working out. And, yeah, and I appreciate the, it. And the congratulations on the book, which is people can get now. And you they should are get never now. weird on the internet. Almost you are never the weird book. on the internet. Almost by Felicia Day. People like the audiobook a lot because I I narrate it. That's that part. Yeah, it would be weird if you didn't. It would be weird. I'm like, oh no, I can't do that. Oh, I'm sorry. But did did you do? It was a, it's a long slog. It's like four days of talking about yourself, about yourself, to yeah. yourself, about yourself. It yeah, was, like 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 four or five hours at a time. It's enough. It is. Yeah, it I is. will be writing a book that's fictional next time, guys. <laughs> I feel like that's almost. I feel like that's harder. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe I'll try it. If Felicia, classic Felicia Day style. If I haven't done it before and I'm no experience, let's dive head first. You got to do it. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> yeah. I'll do it. I'll self-publish. I'll do the cover art. No, 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 no. Come on. <laughs> I'll learn how to draw. I'm going to the community college right no, now. No, no. Come on. Figure drawing. Take it down. I could do a banana. I do think... <laughs> a banana for scale. Yeah. I do think, though, that that's, that is... You know, you, you it, it's it's fun to try different things to see, you know, so you can learn the process. Yes. But I think you shouldn't feel obligated to have to do everything always because you there are people, yeah. even if you're just starting out a thing, there's someone else who's just starting out their thing and maybe they do something that's complementary to what you do and you can work together Absolutely. to no, both no, no, no. get the experience. It's really true. And maybe you can have an infrastructure that they know what they're doing. Yeah. I don't know. Crazy thought. Which is also, which is also, also helpful. Nice. Well, yeah. thanks for having me on. It's good to see it. you. Thank you. And uh, enjoy your burrito, everyone. Okay, bye. Okay, bye. Bye, guys. This was fake. 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 Totally fake. Fake eggs. Fake, fake podcaster. Fake, fake, fake podcaster. Such a fake podcaster. You're not a real podcaster. <laughs> not a real comedian. You're not a real host. You're not a real person. Now leaving Nerdist.com. Enjoy your burrito.